Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? We were literally just going, seeing who could say it more and faster. Speaking of N words, no <laughs> That's an intro. Oh, All right. <laughs> Welcome. I'm sure you've been here. Dude, I don't even recognize it. I, I saw you like two, I met you like 10 years ago. I know. Oh my God. So I have a funny. Uh, is it recording? Yeah, oh, it is yeah. now. So we can start whenever. Uh, I didn't. I'm not the one who hit record. That's not how I'd conduct my fucking show. But is this for him? My, uh, headphones? Do you, do you guys both want to be on the couch or do you want to be opposite? I, I don't know. Can you reach my I'll, dick from I'll here? Sit, I'll sit opposite. He's like, I'll go over there. Look at him. This has been a while. I don't want to get back. I'm not that cozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, give him the most uncomfortable chair in the fucking place. He's That'd be used awesome. To it. Used to it? a dick mic, too. Nice. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I think it's the dick mic. What kind of people listen to this podcast? Uh, Is it just a bunch of boners? Is it like, (laughs) is it just 12 to 22 boners that live in Lompoc? Uh, You know what? No, actually. Because I, I mean, 13 it's, it's to 23, actually. <laughs> all all girls. Oh, age range? Is that? Oh, I thought you yeah. just. I think he meant means like the quantity of people oh, is like okay. about 22 people. No. Hell yeah. Did I actually guess it? It was the 22 people? Maybe four years ago. Where are we now? Um, we. I'm already part of it. A couple. You are. <laughs> um, 30 seconds in. Yeah. Uh, Where are we going to take this venture? I don't know. I fucking. A couple hundred. And okay, so you were in my introduction to Lompoc. I'm sorry. No, it was a pretty good one, but then, but lo and behold, I found out Lompoc's got a thing. Oh, like people who live in Lompoc, you guys have a fucking weird thing about you. Yeah, we fucking do. Like, here's the thing: I'm from Napomo, though. You can't do that. Okay, well, that's why we got along. Yeah, so we drank the same inbred, uh, like water, uh, tap water. Yeah, what is it? Fluoride water that that's in Napomo that you know makes it. I don't know. It's like a brandy humor that's not necessarily good or by any means acceptable now to nowadays standards. I do the uh, comedy show first Fridays of every month uh, in Lompoc. Uh, it is funny. Not don't <laughs> listen to this man. Listen to the <laughs> Bad Etiquette Podcast with Dallas Bronze. Uh Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right because there was this it's conflict. Style of humor. It's you know this, what I'm talking about? I do about. because there was a fucking conflict in. A friend group, this chick from Santa Maria was ha- hanging out with uh, our friends, and she was like, I don't get this fucking Lompoc humor. It, 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 like, because she was on the outside, and then she right. started dating one of them, and then she was on the inside, and she's like, I get it. And she, like, succumbed to it. No, but it was you It was you and Zach Honeycutt that were my introduction to Lompoc. Horrible examples, because we're both <laughs> transplants. Even though I was born there, but I grew up in Napomo. Well... I mean, you guys were nice. You were the nice guys. But then I've had other run-ins with people at Lompoc, and there's this, they have this, it's this weird, like, like, you got, like, it'll be, it was the same type of friendliness where it's like, wow, we could almost be best friends right away. But then it's paired, not necessarily with you, but it's like paired with like this, um, weird defensiveness where it's like they're on the offense, they're ready to be on the offense already. And aren't there like, it's like three gangs in Lompoc, right? Um, yeah, there's VLP. Um, there's there's three gangs. Yeah, there's uh, and an insane the other two right fatality now. rate for how small the population is. 
Like, wasn't it like three years ago? Some woman got beheaded. What, wasn't it? Where were we reading? Yeah. Oh, wait, was yeah it, you, you know what? That, we went that to was gig in the, wasn't gang related. Wasn't gang related. No, it was some old woman, wasn't yeah, it? Some old some, woman got fucking stabbed or like had her head cut off or I something. I guarantee like her granddaughters or grandson or someone's like listening to this right now. Like, oh, cool. Oh, thanks oh, for bringing that shit up. Oh, <laughs> Wait, hey. No, no okay. Hey, but anyways, history. here's the thing is it's cold. It's shitty. It's the, everyone there is there for military or the fucking prison. So they're all these derivatives of like hard people or uh, upset people. And it's and it's windy and there isn't shit to do. So it's true. It's like a Steve Noda reminds me of it reminds me of like a Stephen King town because it's like this little bubble no, town. No, hundred percent. I make this so fucking like, comment all the time. Shit was always going on in Lompoc. <laughs> it's exactly what it fucking reminds me of. I think of it when I'm driving down into it as I'm going into like Castle Rock or something. Like it's totally a fucking because it's it's gloomy and it's yeah. violent and it's. Really nice and fun to it's go. It's also really out pretty a, in some it's, areas, and it's very pretty in some areas. And uh, it, it's gotten super fucking cool uh, nightlife now. They have the oh, Wicked Lord. Shamrock Cold Coast. Cold, shout out to Cold Coast Brewing <laughs> Company. Uh, Lompoc, uh, Wait, they, they do like concerts them. there now, don't they? They do uh, shows there, um, and then Jasper's. So there's this like little triangle of like bars in the area, and uh, the brewing company and the brewery, and it. It's so much fun now. And the the dive bar, the Wicked Shamrock, used to be a fucking dive bar. I remember my mom telling me about this guy who came in from the emergency room with bandages over his bullet oh, wounds, yes. ordering, like, a drink and, like, showing him off. Yes. And now it's, like, the social event place. They have, like, events every fucking week. The They got, like, whole new staff and management. This is people, Cheyenne, Sarah, Katie, and then a bunch of other people. They fucking just crush it there. That's awesome. I had one of the bartenders, Sarah, on my podcast a year that ago. Was a episode, and that was, yeah. was, I think it was the 100th episode. That was a fucking good-ass episode. And I love what they've done with the place. And I'm just being defensive, just like you were saying. <laughs> I fucking, it's coming I out. Him. It's coming I out. Him. You damn it. They got like, oh, me. God, no, no, there are a lot of good things about Lompo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say it's a thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, Thank boy. You. Come back That's anytime, great. Dante. <laughs> um. I think it's his place. Come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta exert your dominance over over Dante sometimes, or he just won't. He told know. me he's into it, so yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, you pick you picked it up already. I understand. Um, he cool guy. I like. He has a nice deep voice for a skinny white boy. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the mic sure. doesn't like yeah. you. That'd be funnier if it was on camera. Everyone knew you just got cucked by your own. I should get the camera Are we on out? camera? No. No. Oh. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. Like, no one's going to see the swastika I'm armband a- you got it. on. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> well, and like, that, that's part of the, the brand. Hey, welcome to my show. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Thanks for letting me He fucking. <laughs> Dude, you, I thought you said to let. I thought you said, "Thanks for letting me finish." Because you were talking. What did you say? I, I didn't. I don't even know what the. He, said, was. he said. He said. Thanks for letting me finish. So, but okay. So this was. Show. So let, let's get, like get background on this. This is Jonathan's idea. He uh, confronted me about having you on um, via text. 
via text, and which is good because I, I haven't had like a guest lined up for uh, January, but I was texting him about the fourth anniversary. Is it the You've been doing this four years. Four years, yeah. So I'm not with someone who like just was like, oh my god, are these people are getting really popular on TikTok, yeah. talking to porn stars and their douchey fucking podcasts. I hate those fucking things. Uh, I've actually just been like a huge proponent of podcasts and sharing fucking good conversation, wisdom, and weird people. So uh, my brother bought me a microphone for Christmas in 2018, 2017, 2018, sometime around then. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, you got the voice for it. Thank you. I, I didn't at first. Uh, I only listened to the, a little bit of the one of John. Oh, that that's good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for even doing that. I, I really well, don't I expect anyone to. I wanted to get a little bit of a, like, a feel of like what, what I'm going mm-hmm. into. And, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Fucking And what, you're like, you're, you're tight important. with Chris Lambert? Yeah, yeah. Good uh, uh, good friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a little while. I'm, I miss him. I hope uh, I can have... I'm, I'm supposed to have him on, but there's also a part of me that's like... You're way too big to have be on my little dick joke, poop joke. You should podcast. go be on his pod. Doesn't he have a podcast? He did, and I was, and that's kind of what it was the Kristen Smart one, right? Um, he, or is he, that its own podcast? That was, was a separate one. Yeah, it was a separate. Would have been a great one. episode anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Smart and just pooping pee and dicks in the middle of it. Uh, well, that's pretty much when he came on to promote the um, your own backyard podcast. Came onto mine. Oh, it was your own backyard. That's what it was. <laughs> and what what's what's the deal? Anyway, oh yeah, we keep going. Oh, thank you. Uh, just uh, I don't even know where I was going, but it, it, thank you for being a guest the first guest of the year on, on this podcast oh, really okay. exciting well, thanks for having me on it's fine absolutely um this is cool i um absolutely probably would have inevitably got to you um the fun fact i blocked him on facebook you did years ago awesome. years ago why what did you do so years he didn't do anything wrong he was just being himself and shared something and i was being a pretentious little like well you uh, you're you still use facebook that's part of the problem agreed well, like, here's the I've thing. Seen, I remember watching you go off on Facebook, going like, "Oh, he thinks that he's doing something here." It was like you and Zach Honeycutt, the Lompoc kids. That's where I got this thing. Yeah, you guys would yeah. get into these like long comment thread wars. Oh, yeah, that's that's ancient. Like, history I remember. I, I know that's, that's fine. Funny that's fine. But this is this yeah, is my no, recollection, no, dude. I remember Zach Honeycutt like w- after David Bowie died. Um. Oh, damn. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, dude. R.I.P. We're on the seven year anniversary. I think yeah. of it. Just passed it. R.I.P. David Bowie. Damn. I remember, I don't think it was in response to me, but I was one of the people he was referring to when I posted, <laughs> did anybody, it was right after David Bowie died and everyone's like, RIP, RIP, you know, it's like they do the thing. And I just posted, did anybody even listen to Blackstar? Oh, yes. And, and <laughs> it's great. It's a fucking great record. That's all. The, but, I, yeah. but I remember him posting this, this really like almost like overly emotional status about like, why are people trying to gatekeep these dead celebrities? We are, it is time for us to be grieving. It's like, dude, it's not your fucking aunt. It's like <laughs> David Bowie. You, you do not know David Bowie. You're not gonna grieve. No one's fucking grieving for David Bowie. They're like, oh, I like that song. Oh, he's gone now. I'll I, never. I I'll was, never. I, I was heartbroken. And I, I didn't. Not even a huge Bowie fan, but the part of it was, is my friend Joel Gum showed me Black Star, mm. uh, the the week of. I had just gotten into Black Star, so dude. I was, was like, kind of my which isn't something I, I didn't listen to music that was new. I and a spe- David Bowie, I was just like, okay, at least he's like classic. Like I love right, David right. Bowie's like older stuff to hear once in a while. And to be fair, he didn't have made anything that was that 
like substantial in, in a long time a for, long from time. what I hear. So and that yeah, last I, album I, was I a take, fucking banger. Yeah. And the fact that he did it and knew he was dying and you have those yeah. themes threaded in those lyrics. And then he died lyrics. two days after it came out. <sighs> oh my God, dude. That's our, what like, fucked me up. boner right there. Just fucked like, oh my God, so deep. Dude, you know? he's, yeah, he's fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Um, yeah. Anyways, so. To, you blocked me on Facebook. You said something cucky, and I was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm what sorry. I, 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 wait, was this in 2016? I think no, I, it, was, it was before that. I said something cucky. What did I say? I don't know. It was it was some like male feminist stuff. I'm sure there's just something that I was just like, oh, I did no go through. Well, that's way. that's fair because I did go through a phase. Me too, and that's why I'm apologizing <laughs> to you, man. That's, I'm that's so sorry. fair because I did go through a phase where. Um, you did. The, you probably did the right thing. I went through a phase where, in order for me to get laid, you had get to pretend to be. No, no. The thing was, I actually believed it too. It wasn't oh, yeah. like so, I like. Yeah, we like, did. We all I, did. I thought we I used did. to believe that I was way more alt left, just like yeah. get with the manic pixie dream girls, because I would always fall for them. You know. Are you making fun of me you. right now? Um, <laughs> And I would th- I would conv- be convinced that I was f- way more like alt left than I really was. And then yeah. at some point in the turn of like t- maybe 2019, I real like I had this like moment of waking up and being like, I don't this is I don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, I I'm, gonna, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm practiced in the ways of the woke now to right? where yeah I I know I won't I won't say anything that will. Get me canceled. Not that I'm popular enough to be canceled or anything. That'd be a good problem to have if you think about it. it yeah. I, it, oh, wait. It, it, I was listening to your podcast. Someone told you, like, you getting canceled would be, like, the best thing for your career. Zach Honeycutt. Oh, was it Zach <laughs> Honeycutt? Yeah. yeah he, was, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, you getting canceled would fucking be the best thing to happen to you. you I piece said of something shit. cucky. I really want to know what it was. But I, it, was probably I literally, was something, it probably was something that's really stupid. Because I was, it was, I was really bad at the Facebook. You know what? It was just, it was just something white nighty. And I was just like, I remember commenting. I had like a departing thing because I had a lot of respect for you because I always saw you at shows, saw you at shows. You, <laughs> we have the video, the Napomo <laughs> video <laughs> store connection. Oh, oh my God. Yes, I'm sorry. I, that was really good. No, was dude, like, I, 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 I literally I forgot about I literally, the video store. I literally have been tinkering around in my head about starting a different podcast called Gray World, just dude, about movies. I forgot that you're you actually are from Napomo. That's right, bitch. You remember Gray World, dude? Dude, well, that yeah. guy was like, I'm pretty sure that guy got busted. The owner of Gray World. He moved to Kansas. What was his name? No, no, no. But he had he got had gotten some like heat. Like he was. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be saying this because I think the person who told me this told me this in confidence. Well, know. you can't even remember. I shouldn't so be, and I shouldn't it. be like spreading misinformation anyway. Oh well, get off this podcast. Yeah. that's all I we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember like that was just like always a weird vibe. But I'm pretty sure he was like 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 messing around with like underage girls or some shit like that. Oh. Messing around. I'm not sure if he was assaulting them, even though I guess that's. But I, I, I he, just he was ne- just like tweaking their nipples. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. just like oh, I got you. Just, just, like, just giving just them like, bean dips. Like, like, like look, you like, got titties it's now. It's like the DJ with the knobs kind of thing. You know, it's like just slightly adjusting the treble. On you know, I like um, you breaking down molestation imagery. like that. There we go. Um, <laughs> You're good at that. You're good at that. <laughs> Great rolls shit. But I, uh, I was friends with Christine, who owned yeah. when she renamed it to Hometown Video. Okay, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, Hometown Video. Yeah, yeah. Christine was the shit. Yeah, she was. God, I remember her. She probably head. still is. I don't know. I haven't seen her. In yeah, years. I haven't seen her since. Yeah, it closed because I used to go there all the time, and I would just buy movies from the video store that they like were renting. 
I was and like, I think buy this? Like, you did I still come in while day. I was working there. Absolutely. And we were yeah. both always baked. I was never baked. Oh, I didn't, okay. I, didn't, I was I always didn't, baked when I worked there. For I was straight edge. I didn't smoke weed till I was 23 years old. No, that's probably responsible. It's probably better for you. I think maybe. Hopefully, like, that's I, why I your brain me. is probably working fine. I, I like, you seem well adjusted. You were like an unhinged type. Like I always felt like we were kind of kindred spirits in a weird way because like you were like that unhinged, like really like charismatic, entertaining guy, but probably always kind of putting his foot in his mouth. You, probably, <laughs> you probably, I was like, where is it? You, where is you, it? You, you, but you probably cared less about that than I did. About me being about about like putting being like if you when you put your foot in your mouth, yeah, it's, I, I wasn't embarrassed or ashamed. Of you it weren't because, embarrassed by it. That's the difference. Yeah, I wasn't mortified. Like I might be now because I definitely have like a little bit more. Uh, oh, you're an like adult mature level. No, yeah. Yeah, that's like, what they call. And that's the anxious part because it's not that you necessarily care what people think about you. It's like when you are able to zoom out and see yourself as like an almost thirty year old man yeah. behaving that way, and you think if I was witnessing a guy my age behave this way, I would think fuck this guy exactly. And I realized, like, oh, maybe I can't act that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe there are certain jokes that it's weird when a guy in his, who's, like, 30 years old makes them because it's, like, it doesn't feel funny. It feels like a threat. <laughs> you know what? It's it. There's a time and a place for it, and I will say that I'll see people who are, like, in their 40s and 50s, and they're just in their community of, like, comedians where they'll tell those jokes, yeah. and they'll be like that, and I'll go... Well, thank God there's hope. I can still be myself when yeah. uh, 20 years from now. Well, it all depends on the execution. The only way you get good at the execution is uh, trial and error. Ooh, well, let me tell you, I had well, an <laughs> error last Friday. I fucking bombed, or two Fridays ago. Bombed. It was great. It was a graceful Who'd bombing. Who'd you bomb to? Ah, uh, fucking Lompoc. Was it matter. a, how big was the room? How um, full was the room? I don't know. How big is this room? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> if no. were, like, if it, it was, the, it was stages. People, if Rehearsal studio in. Okay, so that place is still going. Yeah. Okay. I think the last time I was there was January 2020. I saw Dante's band. Who? What's his band? They're called Ocean Air. They have a record out. Oh, really? We can listen to. Ocean Air? We okay. should use that as the this? sequence music. We yeah. Just, <laughs> that, would be great. that would be great. Yeah. Uh, and it was my friend Daniel, his band, The Silver Tongues, and then like two other bands whose names I don't remember. Oh, Daniel, I went to, you know, see, I went to elementary Madero's, school, Daniel. You know, Daniel Madero. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Dude, I remember yeah, he was Tiny kind of, Tim at the melodrama. Yes. Was, <laughs> yes <laughs> Napomo, bitch! <laughs> I'm getting my fucking Napomi cred Dude, you're, right you're, you're really flexing your Napomo yeah. cred right now. It's but my it's, it's developmental good. years, my primary years. Dude, I, I, dude, honestly, mad respect to if, for anybody who comes out of Napomo and does anything that, that's not just a shitty day job. Damn. Damn. What, what do you do, John? Uh, pursue my dreams. Uh, okay, uh, I wouldn't tell people either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> plays Minecraft. It's my dream. Say it on the phone. It's Skyrim. That was a secret. <laughs> well, he's married. He already is not getting laid. He, he can say, say hey, Minecraft. Actually, That's I not true. Getting it's laid. I think he's it's getting scheduled. laid at the. <laughs> It's always planned. It's never spontaneous it's on, anymore. It's on the calendar right by the bed. <laughs> it's like every two, you flip two months ahead, that's the next time you see it written in. No. Wow. Two months. That's pretty nice. You are. Well, actually, if you think about it, if you waited people. two months to nut, it would probably be really nice. Probably. I tried doing No Nut November and. Uh, How'd that go? Oh, I just came on my pants a bunch the whole month. It was horrible. like while you were sleeping. <laughs> I wish. Like were I so love waking. Oh, just like you were getting so a not in control of it that you like your body just like had to serve like serve the function by itself. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, like I've I don't what, what are they called wet dreams right? Oh, um, yeah. Nocturnal emissions. 
do you guys <laughs> you guys great. ever have those? Oh, have yeah. you? Oh yeah. I just once when I was uh, eleven years old and I was like hitting puberty. Oh, do you remember the dream? Oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, it wasn't what? sexual at all. Oh man. Oh, was it your mom? I said it wasn't sexual at all. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was your mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. had, I had a fucking my mom dream before. Oh, yeah, dude, they're horrible. Yeah. I've never... No, wa- I, 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 I forced I myself to wake up. I but... didn't look or, like, hug my mom for years after that. I was just oh, like, I got over no it. She, I, she, I knew she didn't take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, fucking... I had one of those, like, in eighth grade, and I was just like... Um, I never want to be in the same room alone with you ever again. Well, God, you know, some people think die. there's always like meaning to dreams, so it's like more metaphorical than it is literal. You know? Yeah. Well, God, I hope so. Um, I hope my subconscious isn't like, damn, she's looking good tonight. <laughs> Just... <laughs> no, I think. Well, do you remember falling in love with your mom as a kid? Because I do. No. I remember like the first woman I loved was my mom because that was the only woman I knew. Oh, that's super sweet. And then I remember like reading, seeing like a Reader's Digest magazine at like three or four years old, and there was like some woman on the front cover, and I just registered it as my mom. Uh huh. You associated like just like, like oh, pretty uh, woman. That's my yeah. mom. And like I remember thinking I'll, I will marry. And I, I forget. I had childhood friends who said the same thing. Yeah, they just thought yeah. they were going to marry their mom. That's, that, that's oh, what you do. That's so, that's like you think sweet. that's that what you do. Really you just you just marry like your mom. Event, like I don't yeah. know how that would work. Like eventually, just dad like, like yeah. disappears, dad. and then you take on the role. Yeah, like he's definitely going to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have time to marry mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's funny as hell. Oh man! But nowadays, you know, you know that that, that if if incest was cool, you know, poly- polyamory is a thing. To yeah. where you know, you yeah. mom could you could help mom like clean on the side, bang, while dad's at work, and then when yeah. dad gets home, you fuck off, and then they, you know, yeah, it's beautiful. Whatever. Or you and your dad can Eiffel Tower mom and fucking <laughs> have a whole. Time. That's true, and that's father son time. It like brings a whole new meaning to catch, you know. Oh God! <laughs> so I taught him to, you know, keep his eye on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> his eye was on my Which balls. Was? <laughs> it was horrible. Well, I don't even know how to transition to transition out of that now. But um, the pomo water, guys. Yeah, the pomo water. That's what we're drinking right now. Oh, this is much better than the Pomo water. This is a Firestone Union Jack IPA. I'm not a huge uh, IPA don't don't guy, sponsor but... them. Don't sponsor them. Don't what? be. Don't. Do you want them to sponsor you? Is that no. what you want when the, you read it out loud? I, I don't get. Sponsored. That was like you were like doing like an ad just now. Oh, really? Yeah. See you how said good he's getting said, at this? Uh, I like being very like analytical and literal too. And like, this is having... an I. Oh, it's a Firestone IPA. Uh, it was more just like not for my you, own. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Firestone Union Jack IPAs, yeah. bro. Coming from, at you. Aren't they, they're established in Paso, aren't they? Yeah. Right. Tascadero, Paso. I think it's Paso. Is there a fire? There's a Firestone in like Bilton, right? Atasco Robles. Atasco Robles. Atasco Robles. I never want to hear that again. That was too <laughs> fucking clever. Are we technically still in the intro? No. I don't this have is a, great. What do you have intro music? I do. Because we, um, we just gotta like sample Dante's band. We can do it during if we take a break. Yeah, like a little break. Or, or the outro. Outro. Yeah, we can outro that way. Actually, we should just sample the one little guitar riff. It's like almost like kind of like the Adam West Batman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in Family Guy. Hell yeah. Always um, it off. 
Uh, well, so you blocked me on Facebook, and we never. that's why I never heard from you again. That makes sense. Yeah, I haven't so heard sorry. from you since you blocked me on Facebook. You gotta come. Since, um. Well, since I white knighted, <laughs> you know. It, it, uh, to be fair, I got laid, and I never heard from you again, so there might be a correlation between like an improved sex life and you being gone. I mean, I've oh. heard that a lot, mostly from ex-girlfriends, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So what? <laughs> there's, there's a lot more to that comment than yeah. I realized. Yeah, no, no. I was like, I was like, damn. Well, she's like, <laughs> maybe you're just like a. You ever felt like you were like, a phase? Good luck, Chuck. Do you? Do, okay. Do you have your taste in the women you are attracted to? I'm assuming it's all women. Yeah. No offense. Maybe so. Who whomever you're attracted to has the type of person. Ch changed over the years like the you know like every personality type great question oh uh, that was so clunky i didn't understand the question okay let's rephrase again yeah, one more time again okay think about like when you were 18 type of type of girl you were typically attracted to yep now let's fast forward his ex-girlfriend uh yeah was 18. Uh, eskimo uh, brothers <laughs> oh man oh what's up brother uh <laughs> I'm sure we're Eskimo brothers somewhere down I there think too. we actually are Eskimo brothers. If I'm, <laughs> if I, if I, if my theory is correct. Yeah, but, let's keep their names. But we're not going to. We're, we're not, no names on here. Yeah. Um, yeah no power. We're not giving them power or a platform. <laughs> yeah, they already saw me quiver and fucking shake and toes curl. I don't need to make them feel any more powerful. You did what now? Ooh, nothing. No, let's let's go and okay. So, has your type of uh, personality okay, yeah. cha altered in the last ten years? The yeah. type of person you're attracted to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like um, let's who what type of girl were you attracted to when you were eighteen? When I was eighteen, I I probably would have fallen in love with all these like uh, it's really weird like all these like alternative like goth emo chicks. Manic are, like, Pixie that's Dream like Girls. popular now. What'd you say? Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Well, that's what I was. It was Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Yeah. I was dating a Manic Pixie Dream yeah. Girl. Um, his ex-girlfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've dated a few. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah, me too. I'm sorry. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an endless pursuit. It's like a mythological quest. It's, it's, that... a, it's a horrible pursuit. It and the thing about bad. it, like, it's like you re ever read uh, Once in Future King, a lot of those knights from the round table the majority of uh, that's like of the knights from the round table, most of them are all pretty shitty people. And the whole point of the round table was like, well, these are all warriors and they're all kind of shitty, but maybe if we are all kind of held accountable with this kind of like meeting of like a, of a, of a moral standard that we're all supposed to meet, maybe we'll all improve how we operate. But what ends up happening is that most of these knights end up still being pretty shitty and most of them fail at all their quests. <laughs> but that's the part that no one ever like really mentions when they reference King Arthur A that it's like, like you know, uh, they, most uh, of the knights are all just kind of like shitty men just failing at, like just failing 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 man I feel like a knight at the round table in life <laughs> well it's I think you know there's something I thought that was always kind of beautiful about that when I read it because like the, like there's like the myth of King Arthur like which is usually like oh a great king whatever but so actually most of the story is him failing and Lancelot especially, like they all kind of fail, and That's but beautiful. and I'm sure therein lies a lesson somewhere. I mean, honestly, it just like uh, really perpetuates the romanticism of like going to work every day and not following your not achieving your dreams, but just uh, there's this great quote. I want to say Hemingway. Excuse me if it's not him. I'm not really read up on him, mm -hmm. but uh, life is just the shipwreck of our plans. Or dreams and I think that kind of correlates to 
these guys failing constantly, not getting their dreams. Yeah, but he was also like a misogynistic pig, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) So that makes sense that he would think that because he made it that way. He wasn't manifesting the right destiny. Probably. Oh, my God. I like that you used the word right in the middle of manifest and destiny. Made it uh, totally (laughs) apolitical. Apolitical. The right destiny. Yeah, the correct destiny. Absolute truth. Yeah, there's. Do you believe? <laughs> I'm not gonna go. Do you believe that there's an absolute truth? I mean, it's not, no. I, I got nothing. Okay, I don't know you're not touching that. I don't, I don't know what that's referencing. Is like that like we live in. Well, we live in the age of like my truth, you know. Mm. Like objective truth, don't you think? No, in a way. No, no, oh, you don't believe that. I have no, no idea what you mean by that. When objective truth, like everyone's like everyone's everyone experience- experiences the same thing. No, everyone has their own experience, but okay. no experience is necessarily wrong. Um, well, that's bullshit. Personal example, would you like to pull from an anecdotal life experience? I didn't know this is your podcast. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, babe, I'm on it. Uh, let's find something. <sighs> yeah, like sometimes you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone. And you don't, and you're like, damn, that was the wrong truth. <laughs> that was a, a false, not right, a truth. Right, but that was an expectation, though. And that kind of goes, probably goes So with, if like, I said anything, you would have just fucking <laughs> booed with that bullshit, wouldn't you, you not little fucker? That's an expectation. Not necessarily, not necessarily but Take like. Take that tweed jacket off right of, now. <laughs> it kind of goes, it's cold in here. It kind of goes with, um,. The type, like the type we're attracted to, because a lot of the manic pixie dream girl stuff for me was always based off of this expectation that of what I wanted out of a partner, because it kind of fit this like that's the five hundred per- days of summer uh, expectation versus right. It's reality. The, it's, the, it's the it's the immaculate projection. Yeah. You know? Oh well, I mean, I think that's like one of the because we're kind of sold that too. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you like fall for it and you buy it, but uh, yeah. I think now. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Firestone on the Union Jack IPA, making me burp on the Bad Etiquette Podcast. Um, so I think like it, you know, nowadays probably just into like a confident, ambitious woman. You know, likes to, you know, go outside. That's good. That Th- that's actually a pretty big, and when you think about it, when you say it out loud like that, it's not asking a lot of someone. Um, nope. So, I mean, so, some people beg to differ, so, and, and sometimes it's hard to find them. And, and sometimes, well, that's good. Sometimes I mean, women don't want to be those things, just like men don't want to be what women want a lot of the time. Well, and I know I've been that, that exactly that, where I was yeah. like, I'm going to be the antithesis to what your expectations of men are. I don't need to go fucking get a job and get a car and take you on dates and buy you shit and be like this. And that's what I was like when I was into Manic Pixie Dream Girls. I wanted to be scum. And I used to just try and try and subvert whatever expectations they had for like, a, you know, a, a mate, you know, like a yeah. man that like, I don't know. And then would they end up walking all over you? Um, only when I asked them to. Oh. <laughs> they had to wear a certain kind of shoe, <laughs> though. That's a good answer. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm way too much of a misogynist to let them walk all over me the whole time. You can be pretty misogynistic and get walked over. It's, yeah. That, isn't that what an incel is? I think so. Oh, yeah. I feel like just girls Damn. just walk all over me. 
Dude. I do everything they ask me to, and then and then I don't get the sex, <laughs> kind of thing. That oh, that's like a what, what uh, like a what is it? You, I know, a I chastity remember. kink. There mm. we go. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. So I I had this I had this one roommate that was talking about when he talked about one time. This is bad. This is bad. And to all and if the, to the three ladies that listen to this podcast, my mom included. I was gonna is, say you, think, you added a lady there. There was, was only say, two before. <laughs> 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 this is it. I don't. By no means was this okay. I want to make that clear. But it's I remember time. him saying. I remember him saying something about like buying dinner. Uh, like we were talking about buying a girl dinner. I'm like, yeah, but like, what do you buy dinner? Like, is that just what you don't buy dinner with the expectation of getting ladies? Like. Oh, you mean like? And he goes, "You mean baiting the trap?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's what person who I won't name said. Like he said, that's kind of what that is. Is it just baiting the trap?" I'm like, "That's probably like a mentality you should probably uh, erase from your that head." That might be that might be the wrong that might kind be the of wrong way, way of looking at it. See, that might I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's probably not healthy. Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> White knight, fucking cuck, blocked. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, and that's where I probably follow into like those uh kinds of mentalities where it's like no dude like women this is gonna sound so fucking gay Here but uh women rock i like a lot of them they're really fucking cool people some of my favorite influences or favorite storylines and books are about women and uh they're actually dynamic people and three-dimensional characters and mm-hmm. fucking have a capacity to you know make even a dumb caveman like me like you know intrigued and uh, having the bait and trap kind of mentality uh is a lame fucking way to go about getting laid because you can just say what i just said and get laid way quicker and well, way i don't better. know it was pretty it was, po- <laughs> it was pretty postury kind of felt <laughs> was kind of it felt, posture-y? It felt kind of it. felt kind of forced nice try dallas <laughs> yeah, I tried. yeah anyways yeah that doesn't work anyways no, you, I can't it, feel anything from my waist down <laughs> anymore. Anyways, uh, well, so I got blocked. So I got blocked. You got That's blocked. Been, How does that feel? Blocked. Um, I'm not like like not surprised. I, know I was gonna say you're not surprised. I'm not surprised, but also another part of me is like like from six years ago is still kind of like. This know? is why you don't have you, a platform. Yeah, you blocked me. <laughs> but. Why didn't we just? Why didn't you just talk to me about how you felt? You know what? Oh. I didn't have the emotional maturity back then. I was still into manic pixie dream cunts. You could have said, "Hey, I'm I'm a little I'm concerned about the direction you're heading in with your mentality." It he, seems because <laughs> I w- I, know, did, I, heard you, I didn't sorry. have that, but I'm still. You're. Uh, this is a something to address. Is like because I had friends. That's who said, the mature- so I had some friends who said the same thing that you're saying that that was what they saw me doing, but nobody vocalized anything. But it probably would have saved me. A lot of trouble if somebody had been like, "Hey, dude, uh, what? Ever since you started going out with her, we won't say her name. You've been kind of like, uh. and the thing was, it wasn't really me. Yeah, and and your friends know that. And what I was doing was not being your friend. Yeah, and that was the wrong choice. And I didn't have the um, uh, emotional maturity or the life experience to differentiate." Back then. To be fair, wait, was this about the thing I posted about the sausage party not being funny? Because I still don't think <laughs> I still don't think that sausage party was no, funny. No, this was literally like 2014, 2015. Like this was oh, oh. pre. This was did like I, did I like? But did I did I own whatever thing I posted? Maybe was it like did I win with my comment? Because I have a feeling you only block someone when they win. 
Oh, that's not true. That's true. Okay, then I, I was, I was very, I was, very, I was so very liberal with my blocking. Anytime I was just like, gross. Get these people. I don't. I want to see these. Get off my page. Names anymore. <laughs> this is my page. I don't want to see that on my page. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, and it's fun. Now you can just mute people. That, know what that is? That's that's you creating an echo chamber for yourself. And and see, that's where he's right. Like it's absolutely fucking toxic where people will do this and they'll create their own echo chambers and I've caught myself in it and I'm like oh like sometimes I'll be scrolling and I'm like I'm just getting the same you're getting the same affirmation from you seven want. different pages this is stupid just like the woke so warriors awful. dude and, and just like the woke warrior but the difference people. is the difference is I have a feeling like you probably would are more like like you'll probably get shadow banned and I won't because I've I'm definitely like, been shadow banned. It is horrible <laughs> to watch. I, I don't know if I'm shadow banned or people are just like genuinely don't like me. And they're like, well, no, we, we just don't like your posts or view your stories anymore. I don't know. You seem pretty likable. How many people do you think within your uh, in the immediate vicinity do you think that you've pissed off just by posting online? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. This is I know. I thought you were the host. I'm the one asking questions. Dude. Hey, you know what? No, <laughs> absolutely. Um, someone said they wanted to interview me on the podcast and I was like that'd be really nice because sometimes I have guests on and they don't ask me anything <laughs> and I have to ask true. all the questions That's and then true. they fucking like oh well since I'm here to talk about me and have all these stories about myself and then I'm just sitting there like uh huh and then I have to sit and just cut in jokes and just fucking undermine all their emotional processing and therapies that they're getting with me for free these cocksuckers well, I think, I mean, isn't that what the host did? So, talk to, yeah, what was your question? I had a, what was your I question? Had a similar experience. Okay, so I spent all of December sober because I was trying to kind of recalibrate, like, just my approach with myself and, like, kind of, like, spend some time, get to know myself. It were it did, a, it had, it, I had a lot of breakthroughs. Like, it was like for the first two weeks, like, every day I had an aha moment. And I remember I was at this one restaurant where this one waitress works who I ha had a crush on, and I was talking to her. And when I got done and I get, I get, I go back into my car, I had this all of a sudden with this realization of like, she didn't ask me anything about myself the entire time. She just talked about herself. And I realized like, what, how many, why do I, I've never, I would have had that thought had I not taken this like time to be sober and like, like set like new standards for myself. But that's like, that's like a pretty standard standard to have. Like if you're going to like be interested in someone, you'd want them to at least say like, what about you? Yeah. After absolutely. they like told you their like their whole life thing for five mm -hmm. minutes, but no, what about you? It's toxic. And I, I try to catch myself if I do it too, because I don't want to perpetuate it. And I love being a good listener and actually like taking things out of people that if they're dying to talk about. They don't know how to facilitate it. Right. But that's something I normally would have gone and follow like pursued content and not even realize like, like the, that the crush on her but the, yeah the yeah. crush on her thing but the but after that i realized like if that's where we're already at <laughs> yeah like, that's how it's gonna be it's gonna be just take take take, take, take you know just yeah. like just constantly just like how much of yourself are you gonna give for this fucking broad no nothing nothing comes back yeah in, in that in that exchange and that's not even like a guy girl like a girl a guy thing. It's just like anybody thing. It's like a friendship. I had friendships like that too, where it's like you spend the entire time being in the other person's movie. Oh, dude. You know, like those. And I still Jonathan. have an affection for. <laughs> I still have a. Yeah, I know exactly. He's just he's just a fucking like dude, he's, great. He's supporting just a cast black member. hole of personality. It's like by the time you walk away from him, you don't know who you are. Oh my god, <laughs> he's insufferable sometimes. Yeah. 
I have to, I try to plan out our podcast and I just get anxiety for because like all you end up that. saying is just John shut the fuck up. Oh man, I barely talk. God, you'd be you make a great wife. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's your femininity. <laughs> thank you. Um, what was your question before you, you, you spoke about being sober on Dece- for December? Do you remember? Sorry about that. Thank line. you for like like that was well you remembered where we started from. Very stream of consciousness with me. Yeah, I know, but it was also a personal investment because you were asking me something, so I was like, let's get back to me now. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was something I don't know. Something oh. I'm addressing. Clever. Um Dead Space. Well, how did your uh month of sobriety uh end? Oh, because people don't ask you about that was all it was. That's the only reason I even brought up my Is that the only thing you took from that? That's pathetic. <laughs> no, it's not. No, there was a lot of ta- there was a lot of takeaways, <laughs> no. but that was the only one that I remember that was relevant to the conversation at hand. Was like you, the person you're invested in should be as equally invested as you are. Yeah, and you shouldn't feel like that's gonna like expect that to be either. It's gonna already be there, or it, you can't wait for that to develop. Right. Yeah. And that, that that's that's just the friendship. It's a time in saver for sure. It's a like, time if saver. If you start picking up on those little bad idiosyncrasies. Fuck, but I, I want to remember what my question was for you before that. What we're going, what were we talking about beforehand? I don't know because we literally you asked me something and I was like, oh my god, that's so nice. Like it was the uh, personality change throughout. Mm, no, no, too that far was back. A little too far back. Bad Damn producer. Um, fired. Uh, <laughs> what am I paying you? Uh, <laughs> is it down to nothing now? Is what I'm just saying. Negative. I'm losing money. It's all, doing it's this. all good. Uh, so, so what 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 do you do now outside of this? You're stand up comedian. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I you obviously have a day job. I do. You look like you do manual labor. Um, you look like you're built for manual labor. Are you calling me Mexican? No. <laughs> I, I mean, he he could fool you. <laughs> into thinking he's yeah. white, yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, he he can sneak. I let him into my rally, but then, then I'd that, give him a tiki torch. But then, then you infiltrate. But that's the whole thing. He's slippery. Yeah, like a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys both make that joke? What are you talking about? I'm the only no. one who made the racist no, okay. joke. Anyways, you make um, that joke. Yeah, we all make that joke. That's why it's acceptable. <laughs> Um, I'm an electrician for a company I can't mention by name now. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. We don't condone stereotypes here on bad etiquette. Well, it's just bad etiquette, guys. Come on, grow up. That's the kind of built-in excuse I had for uh, being able to just like put my foot in my mouth, kind of thing, too. To right. circle back to that comment you made. Uh, but um, do you? You don't, but there's so there's there was a catchphrase that you no longer you don't use a catchphrase on this show. To, oh, what is it? The oh, um, at the end, the end of the episode. Is that what you're was there an actual catchphrase? No, but um, I was high recording a solo episode, listening to a live Black Sabbath record, like on a vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, and I was ending it, and I was just like, "Where the fuck are you?" Oh and yeah, he was like, "Dude, I love that. You should end every episode like that." And then I started doing it. And I started doing it with guests, and it was really uncomfortable, a little awkward. And I just kept doing it anyways. And then I just had to stop. And I even, I even was like, "Is not that the line from uh, BYOB?" Oh, I don't know. Wait, By yeah, 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 yeah. It literally is. And where the fuck are you? Yeah, and I didn't even fucking. I was just listening to that song like two, 
three weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. I used to end my podcast with that. I wonder if it was like implanted right. in there from System of a Down. Subconscious. Th- like this whole time. Yeah. Anyways. I missed that. <sighs> Fuck. I really wish I could remember what I was going to ask you, man. No, it's totally I really fine. didn't want to be the meme monster, you know, but... Um, no. Too late. What are you talking so, about? So I'm a musician, a singer songwriter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying Got to get two I'm trying right to now. Kind of, hey, yeah, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Noah Colton, is that your? Uh, you just are a singer songwriter. Have your own. Yeah, I've got solo solo, solo material stuff. for my singer songwriter sad boy stuff, and then I got a band called Dead Magic, Dead which Magic. I think you'd really yeah. like. I believe you. Dead Magic is a great name. Um, Thanks, man. You used to be in the band. Have band called. Um, Called Sex with Is My Mom. Get it? No, 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 terrible reference. I, no, 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 no. I know, I know. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, this was part of the uh, problem. Stop, with stop, the, stop, stop. This I was got part it. of the problem with the name, though, is that oh, it was very, you know. That's why it was, like, it was always problematic. And then you typed it in, you always got that Dave Matthews song. Oh, it was Dave Matthews song. Okay. Um, spaces between. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Oh, I got it. Oh, fuck. But then people would always end up say, saying spaces in between, yeah, which was yeah. honestly a better name. And you're like, that we should have gone with, we, like, we but we had already done it. Not telling you, no, it was too late because <laughs> it was it was a Miles Davis quote where he said, "Music's not the notes; it's it's space between the notes." That's really cool. Yeah, man, he was fucking high as balls when he said that. He was on some fucking good heroin. Oh yeah, he liked the age. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> So w- when did you b- even think you were going to be a musician? Like, when did that start? Because um, some people, like, like I wanted to be a professional skateboarder when I was 10 years old. I still skate to this day, mm-hmm. but I ain't ever being a fucking pro skateboarder. But when you're Did you think you were going to be a pro skateboarder? A, for a couple of years. I was like, oh, this just is going to happen one day. When did you, get, when did you just let that go? Um, I th- When I saw... Flip Skateboards Extremely Sorry come out in 2008 or 2009, and there was these kids, essentially, Louis Lopez, Curran Caples, and Luan de Oliveira, and they were my age or, like, younger, and they were doing tricks that I didn't even know were possible. Right. And it was exciting to watch, but it was extremely... I was about 14 years old, Uh and it was very enlightening. And this is, like, when you have a lot of realizations when you're hitting puberty and you're like, I have sentience in this world, and uh, things are not how they seemed when I was younger. This is one of the moments where I watched this amazing uh, follow-up to the previous two videos they had called Sorry, Really Sorry, then Extremely Sorry, and this legendary skateboard company. And these fucking kids just blew my mind and i hated him for it and i was like fuck so i became a little depressed after that <laughs> well being an athlete is a whole i mean i'm sure it's anybody it's a case by case but being a skateboarder especially that's that's a really tough one because i don't how many skateboarders i'm not really into skating so maybe i don't have like much place to even be asking this question but how many skateboarders do you see going pro and versus the amount of musicians you see go pro I mean, I think I know more talented musicians that because you can do music when you're an old fart. You don't see yeah. Grant. You don't see. I mean, Tony Hawk doesn't really skate anymore, does he? Like, yeah, he does. He does but he show did, you like he did go. He he fractured if, his pelvis if, and he didn't let it heal. And now he is walking with a cane for a little longer than he should. Yeah, be. you don't bounce back at a certain age. Yeah, I mean, sure you, you bounce get, on your back, but yeah, you don't. <laughs> but you don't. You don't just go oh and wake up the next day and be like, okay, it's like yeah. So and that was something big that happened. Is there was a lot of. Um, injuries I had 
I was always getting hurt. I was always a kid who was getting hurt. And there was just all these little setbacks where I was like, fuck, I can't keep up with this the way my friends can. This sucks. And they would progress. And so I just, you know. But how old were you when you uh, began playing guitar, at least? I, I didn't. Well, I started it. It's a tangerine white claw. Just fucking drink yeah, it. What I is know, the issue? Was... You're on a podcast. Let me talk to you, baby. <laughs> I thought there was more. I never got passion fruit! There's a beer in the cooler outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 14 years old. I know I was 12 years old when I got into the Beatles, but when I was 14 years old, I saw this concert of uh, Van Halen, the Van Hagar years. didn't matter. Uh, I'd already picked up bass guitar because I wanted. I figured it was easier than guitar. Yeah. <laughs> also, I wanted to be Paul McCartney, and then I saw this video of Michael Anthony from Van Halen just jumping around, and I thought, well, shit, I'll do that. Yeah. Because if I do that, everybody will like me. And it's still the same mentality I have because at that point, I remember a band like Van Halen, and still in a to a certain degree now, seemed just like. Larger than life. Larger than life, exactly. They seem like like superhero. Like you can't touch. Like they're mythological creatures. Yeah, like they're upper echelon. Yeah, outside. Just like, like you'll never touch band. that. And that in my mind, I never thought that that would be a problem. Like, well, I'm 14 now, so in 10 years I'll just be that good. Yeah, but 10 right. years about because 10 time- years when you're 14 is like. I don't remember four years old. I have an entire dynamic yeah, life to exactly. have. Exactly. So by the time not I'm, but, but by the time I was 23, you know, I had uh, spaces between of just broken up. I had a falling out with the guy who was in the band. He was getting into the drugs. Uh, the drummer quit. Blah blah blah. I still have a record from that that we never put out that I'm hoping to recover at some point this year or next year. Uh, but it, it exists somewhere on a hard drive. Anyway. Wow. That's exciting. I want to fucking hear that. I started um, this thing where I'd kind of been noodling around a guitar a little bit, but I never really put in the time. But uh, there was a shift that happened around the year 2016 for me when I started kind of like parroting songs in my head, kind of making fun of other music I didn't like. But then I realized like I actually like what that is. What what you're making it into. What I was making it into. Right. I was like, well, that's kind of cool because then it sounded like bands that I actually liked. Because these bands that I would always be like kind of parodying in my head, they would be mimicking like, oh, post garage, like, oh, we like mm-hmm. Nirvana. It's like, uh, yeah, then I'm like, and then they have a drum beat that does this, and then they have a bass line that does that. And then I'd stop and actually like think about the bass line and the drum part. I'm like, actually, that's, I like that. And so I kept going with it. And that, when that's I could just. It's good that you like your creativity. Well, it was because I realized like that's a real thing, and so I would follow it out. And like, luckily at the time, I just happened to move in with my girlfriend. She had like this multi multi track recorder, uh, like uh, it was like called the Zoom Tascam yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. it was something like that that you plug into your. It wasn't that one, but those things are dope. I love those things. Yeah, that's what I do the podcast on. Okay, cool. This- yeah, so we would. I she would just let me like. While she was at work, I would just make demos on her, on her deal. And most of the time, I'm humming most of the parts and then using an acoustic guitar to play what would be electric leads, things like that. And spent so much time into it that, like, it was this new um, coming out of spaces between. It was like, it's like you, I, I finally let go of the thing and then realized, like, oh, there was all this potential already within me. Cause I, for years, it, spaces between was like a codependent relationship where, 
it's like you're with the one girl you think like, well, once if I lose her, I'm nothing kind of deal. Like the way you're you when you simp out yeah. when you're that age. Yeah. It was the same thing with spaces between. You know, I let the drummer talk really degradingly to me because I was like, well, if I I got to be in a band with him because he's the best drummer I know, and if he's gone, I don't know what I'll do. How I'll make it a music kind of thing. But then you know, it's just low self esteem bullshit. And I, I, even now, I'm still working through a lot of that stuff because I understand that's not really anybody else but me. But I remember discovering that there was all this music that I was able to tap into uh, that was like all this creativity that I had. So I spent a year and a half just kind of cultivating that. And a certain uh, turning point happened where once I had enough songs, I just assumed that, well, I believe that these songs were so good that anybody else was going to think that they were good and that it would be really simple just to get them recorded. But lo and behold, that's not how it works. Wait, what? Surprise, how does surprise. it work? <laughs> I, that, sound, that made sense to me. <laughs> so, so years later, okay, that was in 2016 when I wrote like the first uh, five plus songs, yeah. the five plus songs that now exist currently. Uh, December, of, that was in like the summer of 2016. December of 2018, I'm living in Los Osos. I probably had just gotten COVID. I I'd eaten a bunch of garlic because my friend's like, hey, come meet me at Nardoni's. I'm like, I can walk right down the street. Even though I'm about to get sick, I just ate a bunch of garlic. It's before, like, you would never dream of doing that now. It's crazy how quickly that changed. <laughs> like, to do that is like you're basically saying I'm about to commit a jihad on an entire restaurant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, but I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I actually do manual labor, and I go to work with covid uh, once a year, <laughs> right? But you're twice out, a year. But you're outside, probably, or in a house that nobody else is in. That's true. Regardless, I was walking to a crowded restaurant, going like, "I'm getting sick, but I'll be fine." Yeah. Like it never would cross my mind back then. The like, I have to stay in my room for two fucking weeks. Anyway, I go to Nardoni's while I'm getting sick, reeking of garlic, and there's this dude that I for the sitting across the bar that looked familiar. And I was like, that guy looks like somebody I went to Napomo High School with. I, I first thought it was like this guy I knew named. Marshall Brown? That yeah, yeah, that was. You remember Marshall Brown? I yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was Marshall Brown at first. I'm like, oh, that guy looks like he look, could be related to Marshall Brown. And then I'm keep going. Then the, and then he goes, "Hey, are you know?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, I'm I'm John. I was Caleb Park's friend." I'm like, "Oh, you're that kid that ripped on bass better than me." He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Do you still play music?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, "What about you?" And he goes, oh, "I'm an engineer now. Oh, shit. I've been aching to do a rock record." And I was like, "Bro, I've been sitting on a rock record for almost four years." And then COVID hit. But about nine months later after that, we finally got together and started recording these songs. Once I started recording the songs, I figured if I put the songs out, I can get the band together because the music will just be so good that there's <laughs> going to be musicians that will want to play it. So while we were recording this first EP that took over a year, like about 16 months to do. He, I he works fast, doesn't he? Well, here's the thing. He works fast. The more, the faster he works is the faster you pay him. <laughs> it's crazy how you that works. You pay him? Yeah. It's crazy See, how that works. Just because, cucked right there. Yeah. <laughs> it took me, like, way too long to realize to when you fair, said he, John, he you were talking totally, about Jonathan no, right no, here. Because be I call him J-Lo, so I don't yeah. even fucking... Well, to be fair, J-Lo did still kind of, like, cut me a deal. At some point, like, we were still doing 40 an hour. He goes, okay, I don't want to keep charging you per hour. I'm like, well, why not? He goes, guys, it just doesn't feel right. Like, that's that's he, nice. Because he's... It's he's, nice. It, <laughs> right? what, like, what he's doing is putting the value on 
the relationship of what you're doing. I think he was cutting his losses, realizing like it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get He's to. Like, Thank we're you. already <laughs> almost at three grand, and he this motherfucker obviously does not have three grand and, or won't. And yeah, he, he was looking at your outfit, and he was like. I can't charge you because yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know any loan sharks to come <laughs> find you, motherfucker. So, so, but actually, I'm still paying off. Like, I, I had to just open a credit card with Sweetwater. Oh, you talking about the microphones? I'm like, well, I need to build credit. He goes, well, I need these microphones. You want to buy those microphones for me and we'll call it good? Oh, and so I bought him the microphones that are about the same price of what I owed him. Nice. And they're pr- and they're more than halfway paid off. That's why he gave point. me some like old hand-me-down shit. That's great. I know. It's because he believes in you. I, he I'm wouldn't do it if he didn't believe in you. I think he's 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 having his doubts four years <laughs> in now. No video. Well, it's, I, I can't think believe it's, it's already been four years. It's healthy for him to be having doubts. You know? Jesus yeah, that's true. And everything that's good has, should come to an end. Otherwise, you end up like shows like Simpsons and South Park that should have stopped like 10 years You know what? The ago. recent South Park's really good over yeah. the over COVID. I would have like been the, happy the, if they had stopped 10 years ago. That well, I would also... You know when they made Santa Stan, a Stan a cynical asshole? Yeah. It felt like the show was moving to an end at that point. That's fair. And I'm like, you know what they should do? Just have like the creator of the whole show should just come down and erase them. Whoa. And then they kind of did that later when they made fun of like the whole adrenochrome thing. Yeah. The okay. elites. Yeah. It was they kind of broke the fourth wall. Mm. But yeah. I was like, they should have stopped the show. Attacking they were on top though. Actually like, they were on top. They like you should always stop. I think it's always good for a band or a show or anything to quit while you're ahead. You know who's caught like second and third wins is fucking family guy. I've heard of that. Well, yeah, Isn't they that? almost got canceled and then Adult Swim picked them up, right? So That's what happened? But that was like their first one. They're like later seasons now. They just have this formula down, like like kind of like South Park does. Yeah, and it is fucking retarded. Well, it's like no risk anymore. It's no risk because they're like over syndicated. We're fine. Uh, yeah, we, we, fucking we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. And I can't tell you how many times I come across a Family Guy like clip, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, I've never seen this episode before. This is like in their 18th season. This right. is fucking amazing. This is hilarious. It's just like their old shit. And it's funny how like Well, that thing Simpsons, can't really get old, you know? Right. But like Simpsons kind of did because like their voice actors are dying left and right or getting canceled. Uh, they're yeah, they're, not, they're, not they're discontinuing that. characters. Like why? I don't want like it's it, because it, it Simpsons was founded in like the late 80s into the early 90s. So for it to be 2015 and Bart Simpson is still 10. That's it's weird. It's a little weird. It's weird because he's a he's he's kind of still beholden to the 90s. Like that's where the Simpsons really exist. That's really interesting. You know what I yeah. mean? And the, I, I feel the same way about South Park. They're kind of the 2000s. Now we're in the 2020s. It's like okay, the boys need to be and they did the whole thing with them as adults, but with cartoon as it comes to a certain point where Either you need to do like Rugrats all grown up kind of yeah. deal and reboot the show and like make it something different. Or or like you said, all good things should come to or an end. Or just come to an end. Like quit yeah. while you're on top. Like The Office kind of... Tr- they like, tried to continue. They, they tried realized. to continue. Then they stopped, which was still cringe. But at least you had like... It was only like three seasons after Michael Scott left. Mm-hmm. And, and the last episode California was, was amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was. Which one? The last episode of the series. Was the great. Office was I mean, great. Was, I, was, I, I appreciated the later seasons yeah. for a fucking like funny sitcom for what it was. Especially, I think... It got pretty absurd. Which is okay. 
because you had all the storylines that you cared about kind of go run their course and then they ended it felt up weird getting closure later right. in the, it felt weird show. like it's as if the movie the credits had already rolled but the movie didn't just kept filming it's like you followed them to the after party yeah and you're like oh shit and, and then <laughs> they're like you guys are doing coke that, but that was just my that was just my that was just but that just is definitely not coke it's just meth and you're snorting <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, always good, it's always gonna stop at a certain point and i don't think i'm anywhere close to that stopping point and some people don't have their stopping point is when they die. That's and that's, that's totally fair. fine. Well, maybe that's just like the shows have to die because like there's no more people to make it. You right. know what I mean? Like more yeah. like the staff and then the legacy staff to create it and make it and write it. But I I respect Tarantino for stopping after this next film he's going to make. Seriously. I think I didn't hear about that. So Yeah, he said he's going to make his 10th film and he's going to stop. Like he's going to make 10 films and and stop and he's going to do other things. He's going to write a stage play, he's going to write a book or whatever. He's he is talking about a series. Okay. Yeah, he's going to really do other cool. things but he's not going to make any more movies. Like that he's gonna, he all his plan was to always make 10 films. Do you have well, a least favorite Tarantino like a Tarantino movie you just do without? Ah, uh, Jackie Brown's forgettable. Okay, I knew you were gonna say that, and no, he but didn't it's write not my that. least favorite. He did direct it. It was uh well, it's based on the. It's his third film, Elmore Leonard. Yeah, okay, that's which true. I it's love, Elmore Leonard. I, I, that's not my so least much. favorite though. I think Kill Bill might be my least favorite. Which the I, volume one or just the pair of them? Just the pair of them. He counts them as one. Yeah, so of course. I, that's say, why. I asked. And, the, and the thing is, like, Kill Bill one is very like hot and spicy. Kill Bill two is like slow burner. Yeah, and doesn't really like lead up to anything besides the fight in the trailer scene i like all the all of his films i like all of them but those like the kill bill was the only one that felt like the most not to be associated with the with the color scheme but it is very like red like mcdonald's yeah the mcdonald's of his movies you know what yeah. i mean it's i just, mean that's what got me in as a kid I was but like, it, but this? he was you know? but that was the style he was going after anyways just like the kind of he was he was Pulpy, combining pop, spaghetti like. westerns with samurais with like with cheesy Jap japanese kung fu movies and he did it. But when you compare that to, like, say, just, like, the 40-minute dialogue scene in Inglorious Bastards when they're in the basement. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so good. It's like, or the Hateful Eight. It's just. Inglorious Bastards is my favorite. When he flexes <laughs> his ability to write dialogue and just, like, draw a scene out to where it's, like, you, you're, you're lost in what the characters are saying to where you forgot you existed. You for, yeah, you forgot. You, you're, you're there so invested in the dialogue. You're like, oh my god! Like you were just pulled in. I don't think there's anything that really does that. Anyone who does that quite as well. And I know this is like so redundant, like white guy podcast. Like, oh, we're just talking about yeah, South we Park. Love Tar we love Tarantino. We're, but we gotta, we gotta tap into all the white boy stuff. Come on, we, while we're here, I made an N-word joke immediately. Uh, <laughs> Dude, <with no. laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Oh. It's like I think I ticked all speakers. the boxes. I think those, I have to go act technically motivational. Yeah, you're, I think you're I maxed have to, out. You have to go now. I think no, I think I have to end the show. Yeah. Right there, that, there's no more. You've done all. Yeah, Last you, episode. You, you I think I'm just to, circling the you drain here. You have nowhere here. to move now. Yeah, yeah, you're just like chasing your tail. It's like those motivational speakers. Like the real N word is never. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> I've never been called a never before. Yeah. Don't ever tell yourself that it's never going to happen because you got to believe. I've never had my ass kicked for calling someone a never. <laughs> I've never had a blue-haired chick not suck my dick because I said never. 
But she came back with, I'll never do that again. <laughs> I, I've never watched a Tarantino movie and they said never 82 times. That's true. And that's actually true. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was going with the Tarantino thing. There was... I was asking which was your favorite, least favorite, all, et cetera. I don't know if I the... have a favorite necessarily. I know like Kill Bill and Jackie Brown were the ones that like did the least for me when I revisited them like a year ago. I revisited them while I was sick and I was, it was a great time. I love that like we think we're so great. We revisit stuff. We don't just, I'll watch it again. Like we have to revisit it because it's such a like interface now like everything it's we're been doing like we're 10 like 10 years since i saw i mean like i'm not a t i'm not i'm not a kid anymore i know but like it's if, like, if i watched up? like land before time i'd just be like oh i fucking watched the movies an adult i i don't know if i could say revisited land before time seven <laughs> that was like, the beyond the mysterious beyond wasn't it i don't know i don't that, that was, was just like i just one... remember the roman numerals yeah, yeah, man. yeah i remember seven that one kind of messed with my head because it was like they i don't remember what the plot was but there's like these two dinosaurs saying that there's like they're from another. I think it's insinuated those two dinosaurs are aliens. Damn, I'm, that that fucking like, that series really fucking took remember, a nosedive. It, it, I'm I'm glad. Music made, gave talk me about bumps. Talk about things that should have ended. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was the thing. Land Before Time seven. You know that doesn't sound good. Ro doesn't roll off the tongue. N neither, That's why they had the Roman numerals. Yeah, but neither did episode seven. And you know what? Oh it God. really didn't roll off the I tongue. Liked. Um, you thought you did. No, what was the one the everyone hated? You thought you liked episode seven, six, seven, eight, number eight. I liked number eight. Oh, episode. Fuck. We can't eight. talk anymore. It was it the Last Jedi? Yeah. Uh, Rise of Skywalker was a piece of fucking dumb Dude, garbage. I'm sorry. I've never felt Don't. so smacked in the face by a movie in my life than that last you Star have Wars Stockholm movie. syndrome if you like the last Jedi I liked that one I what did me, you like about it uh the it it was literally uh, here's the thing is they just remade the original trilogy was, in modern it was ways garbage. let me it finish, let me finish. Hold, on. Hold, on. Oh, hold on we're not dating <laughs> I can talk uh, <laughs> uh, so it was obviously like force awakens definitely God we are so fucking we got off the Dorks. rails. We got off the rails. How do we do this? It, oh my god! We can we... edit this out. I I think I just want to edit the whole episode out now. We're, I, well, I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> which which one do you want? We're working our way to the to the real I'll try, episode. I'll, I'll try the green one. Working our way to the real episode. That's all right. I I want to get back to um, <laughs> you as a musician because. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did I miss? We started talking about Star Wars and oh, we're just like, okay, we th this got we got off the rails, man. Okay. Yeah. What was that word you used earlier? Incel. Yeah. yeah we can we can get rid of and then we start using the N word. Yeah. Yeah. We're I think we're good. We gotta. We, we, we gotta never. Oh right. The right. You were there. Yeah. Okay. You didn't just leave the room. We get super anti woke all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, I get to edit this. Yeah. He doesn't he listen. There's, there's so many facts about my life that he just <laughs> goes over his head because he's not actually Wait, listening. What are you talking about? Because he didn't write it in his calendar. That's why. Yeah. It's not in his calendar. That's funny. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not in his calendar. It that's doesn't funny. exist. That's kind of how I feel. I have a calendar and I, I do like a, a day planner thing and I write everything in that fucker. And if it's not on there, I forget it happened or it didn't happen. Uh, I love these things. I'm so addicted to them now. Yeah, I, I, I don't plan life. things unless they're essential. Like, like, get like I had to write down. I'm doing a podcast. 
Yeah, what was that wow. like? How did that? How did this happen? He said, "Hey, want to do a podcast?" And I just said yes, and then he and know what he does. He does. It's like this weird abusive thing he does. It does remind me of an abusive relationship. Yeah, his wife was telling me about he it. Goes, he goes. He goes. <laughs> <It's domestic abuse. laughs> he goes. Do you want to be on a podcast? What? I'm like, yeah, because I, I automatically just trust that if he's gonna if he's gonna invite me to be on a podcast that he, it's gonna be a good thing. <laughs> and, and he says, and he comes back after he offers to put me on a podcast. He says, "Don't you at least want to know what it is before you say yes?" <laughs> He's like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, you just agree exactly. to anything. You oh my god! Bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, uh oh, he's gonna, he's gonna find out who it is and what it's called and what it's about. He's, this is not gonna go well. That's him, like panicking. Like, you did not even ask. What it's about. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm surprised I haven't thought of this sooner. It's perfect. God, so fucking full of himself. You can't get enough of black hole of fucking I ego. Dude, right I do. He's a taker. I can't believe I didn't think of this I sooner. And it's like, yeah, you got to just always validate. Like, yeah, John, What's you're really What's it like good. being able to suck your own dick? I've oh, tried. Let me tell you, it feels so good. Yeah. And you yeah. guys need me to suck my own dick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, you don't want a producer who's like, hey. I don't know. You need someone who's like, crushing it, slam, print, cut, edit, you know? That's true. I have never, there's nothing attractive about a leader who's unsure of himself. Oh, uh, well, let's not talk about politics right now. Uh, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't, we don't need to go there. No one wants to hear us all agree with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that was the only reason we brought up Star Wars. That's like the one thing we're going to end up disagreeing on. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to edit that part out. We want to get back to the music thing. I what, we I just were wanted to know. Like, Tarantino, just quit while you're ahead. How did we get the fuck? Yeah, so this is going to be the last Dead Magic record. No. No, no, no. He's like, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what we did, we did an EP. We're, we're doing an LP right now. Uh you got to ask questions. I'm sorry. We got to No, we gotta to absolutely. No, no, it's totally fine. So uh, you were telling me all the way through uh, spaces between and how the f- meeting John at the pizza place uh, and creating the record and owing him money. And then I accu- yeah. so I assembled the band. I knew if I started recording the record, I would assemble the band. So I assembled the band simultaneously teaching them songs we would record after. It was I was very all over the place. And so I get why the guy, one guy who's still who was at the beginning process is still has this weird irritation with me because when I brought him into the band, Can't imagine why. I started teaching him. He's talking about the drummer. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. So I started teaching him, like him and the other band members, songs that were after the EP that I was currently recording because they were the songs that I was supposed to like. I wrote these songs over the course of two years. I'm like, these are the songs that are going to take their time. And the people who come in and play them, it's like everyone's gonna be able to make their part their own part, um, which is has been the case, and it's the album we're currently finishing up right now. And I imagine, but this is 2020, okay, right? And now it's 2023. We're finishing it up right now. Nice. And so I'm like, well, once we learn this, then we'll learn the songs that are on the EP because by the time we're done learning these songs, the EP will be almost done, which was the case. <laughs> yeah, to your which, credit, to, which was the case. It took a lot longer than I thought it would, even for that for that matter. Maybe you should plan to do things quicker. Uh, th- maybe that should be essential. You know, it was funny because I, it's like, uh, you know how you ever see like a foreman walk onto a job site and be like, yeah, it should take about six weeks, and then it ends up being like three months. Yeah, and you're like. 
Oh, the guy who doesn't fucking lift a finger over there? Right. Yeah, no, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it's so. it's always, and, and then uh, and that's the guy who goes, well, you know, I always imagine it being 10 times longer than what you think it's going to be. But it's the same thing in construction. That's what I tell thing. women. <laughs> well, it ends up being two seconds. Here's a question. You've done a lot of projects. Has it always been this case through every project? Has it always taken longer than expected? Well, okay, so we did, this, we did that solo EP, right? About a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago in December, actually, this the idea came to me in the, uh, the summer of 2021. I thought, oh, I'll go visit my buddy. He wanted I had this buddy in Austin, Texas who wanted to make a record, just record me. So I was like, oh, I'll do his stripped down, like me and the guitar kind of style, and we'll just knock it out within two days. <laughs> well, lo and behold, this guy was kind of inept at doing at recording anybody who wasn't him. Uh, I'm not gonna name his name because I love the guy to death. But he was disinterested. Like he would, we would like be sitting there. He'd hit record, and then I'd start playing. And I look over, uh, like look up, and he'd be on his phone looking at pants, like shopping for pants. So I was like, okay, he's not involved. So what ended up happening? He goes to work, and I like just did like demos on his. So- I did essentially did demos that I could I'd already done on my phone just on this guy's recording software. Came back home from Austin. Saw some dope bands, but overly was just kind of depressed. And I showed John these demos, and he just goes, oh, why don't, why don't we just do this? We could just do it right here in your living room. Yeah. And we knocked it out in a weekend. For a oh, yeah. Well, two weekends, but right. uh, due to other forces at play. <laughs> but uh, we knocked out this these five songs in a, essentially a weekend. But due to Dead Magic having an EP also in the works... And all that needed to get done. We didn't actually release the EP till a year after we had done that. Yeah. But but the point is, is the point is shit done. We got it done really quickly. We just didn't get it out really right. quickly. So, um, are you playing shows with the Dead Magic? Yeah. Material. We're playing about like two to three shows a month. That's really cool. Uh, where where do you play most often? Barrel. Usually Barrel House, Tap Room, and uh-huh. Slow, and um, uh, Frog and Peach. Cool. We've I done that a few cool. times, and then. Um, what's the other place we like to play a what, lot? What shows do you have up uh, coming up right now? We've got um. You got this. Yeah, where are we playing? We're playing Barrel House like on Friday the fourth, I think. February fourth. February fourth is that a Saturday or Friday? I'm not sure, but uh, February it's February fourth. We're February playing Barrel 4th. House in downtown San Luis Obispo. Hell yeah! Yeah, cool. that, that's all we got lined up. I haven't booked done any booking yet. You know what time? Your build. We're gonna be going like nine to eleven. Nine to eleven, right on. Yeah, you can follow us for all updates on Dead Magic Official uh, on Instagram. You can also find us at deadmagicofficial.com. You, have you can a Facebook find us. Page? No. Oh, well, we do, but I don't Do you use guys it. really? I don't think anyone does. Yeah. I, there's a bad The only people Facebook lurking page. on Facebook are people like you, but you blocked me, so you won't see it. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I, I've gone back through recently and like unblocked people that I've just like. I actually destroyed my Facebook. The you one you blocked it. me on, I I, de- I deleted it permanently. Oh, so that's why you're fine. You're, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, how funny it's is I thought you were going to walk in here and be like, oh, so I'm doing a podcast with the faggot who blocked me. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, you, you, uh, no, I always, I always just remember we had a good repertoire. You knew Sonny. Yeah. Cause you I, know. um, I knew Sonny from, Way back when we were little kids. And oh, so you did we go to his you. parties together? Yeah, over at a uh, his dad's house. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, epic fucking yeah. place, epic parties. I dude. didn't, I didn't drink or smoke back then, and I still had so much fucking. You fun were a there. straight edge kid. 
I think I might have started drink. No, yeah, I was straight edge back then. You're straight I didn't edge. Even drink, and I had so much fun at those parties. You that know, I remember crazy. a kid. My first exposure to straight edge kid was uh, was a comment thread on Facebook. This one kid from Lompoc going off about how people need to have more sensitivity towards and like respect towards people who are straight edge. I have a couple of people in mind that I think it could be. Yeah, I think you probably know these people who this guy was. 100%. And I remember the comment thread just reading through it. Damn. And I think you actually might have been the guy who posted, like, trolled him back by just posting a gif of the edge from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't that good. Someone else put I, that there. Okay, I, I you didn't even you know, know what to... the comment thread was. You remember this conversation. <laughs> no way. So I, I literally remember who this is and what this was about because I literally was like, I posted something and I was like, man, fuck edge, smoke weed every day. Like, I like, was immediately like... I, Here's the thing. But you were totally joking is the whole point. I and then this, this one guy just like comes up in arms like, I, however, am straight edge. Yeah. And yeah. how dare you? Mm-hmm. How insensitive, you know? Yeah, no way. And like, yeah, it was like this, like, I like this was the hill this guy was going to die on was like, your Facebook joke is so offensive to <laughs> myself. <laughs> you have no fucking idea how oh good that is right now. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something. I put a joke on Facebook this week and Zach Honeycutt's girlfriend who he lives with in Colorado fucking posted on her Instagram story for three days straight talking about it and like dragging me and she dragged you through the mud? She, I mean, I don't know. I didn't fucking watch it. Uh, but tried to. And it was so fucking... I have had so many people come up to me and be Wait, like, like, what you mean is- when she sh- like shared it for like three days, she was doing like a whole like, this is the problem. Yeah! This, yeah! This, this, this she was right like canceling She was like, this is, the, this is exactly the problem with young white men today. Pretty much. I mean, that's so... so like, I heard... I, I watched the first This is exactly the kind of mentality. Got like her friend... This Wow, did you watch these videos? No. It sounds exactly... This, this is got got like someone else from... to start talking about it. No, it was always like these. Uh, I just remember. Do you want to hear the, the joke? Language. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was like praying to God that we could have a solution for all the homeless people in Lompoc. Uh, I didn't know that he was gonna drown them in the riverbed and wash that was their bodies <laughs> away <laughs> with the storm. <laughs> This is exactly the problem with young white humor. But um, I, I I became acquainted with like people who talk like this from Santa Maria, Lompoc, woke people circa like 2011 to 2015. I remember 2015, that comment thread, I'm talking about the straightest comment thread. I remember going, I remember realizing there's something wrong. Like we're moving in a weird direction. This is 2015. That's right. And then like, and, and then a night after, I remember the new season of South Park aired and they introduced PC Principal. I'm like, that's the, this is just like that straight edge guy. This is, yeah, that's what I'm like, they, that's what they way. call it. They call it PC. Now. It's like, that's when politically correct stopped being politically correct and became PC. Then PC became woke. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was like Frieza just going, yeah. like, this isn't, you haven't even seen my final form. Yeah. But I think the pendulum is swinging back. Either that or just the 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 conservatards are doubling down. I haven't heard conservatards and um, libtards and conservatards. <laughs> you need to have something with more brevity than that. To what's a good? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to hear is what that, you're is gonna say. Like, did I lose points for conservatives? <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't. You didn't. But I was thinking libtards is really succinct. Keep talking. 
Please. Well, you, you just know what I mean. It's like it's just it's like it's back. just all the fucking. It's like people like you and me, these white boy edge lords that are just like <laughs> free speech, and it's like. <laughs> It's like free speech, you know what I mean? Like, you're infringing on my free speech. It's like, no, there's just a time and place to be funny and you're not funny kind of deal. And I, I'm guilty of that. I get it. Hey, man, I'm sure someone thinks you're funny. Enough people do to where I'm allowed to, I'm still allowed to, like, exist comfortably. <laughs> I can't believe that. I actually exist in a commune. I live in a commune. Uh, the one that got flooded? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the le length of your hair told me you fucking live in a commune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn hippie. I don't yeah. have my olfactory senses, so I can't smell you. Oh, are you talking about the commune in uh, Morro Bay? I th uh, no. Because there is a commune in Morro Bay. It's like this, like nice house that like people rent rooms in. Where is it? My buddy Will. It's like between Slow and Morro Bay. Buddy, and it does. It's not. Important. It's off the one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, that. Yeah, my guitarist used to live there. Yeah, so did okay. my ex-girlfriend. Oh wow. Yeah. The oh, landlord, what happened? The they ended up hooking up, and that's why she's your ex. Nice. Uh, no, she tried. They she tried to fuck him though. Actually, when we broke oh, up. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> how empowering! It's like yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, how annoying is it when you're like in a relationship and there's someone around and you don't know what their cock tastes like. You imagine the pain and torture this woman went through, knowing there was a guitarist around and that couldn't finger pick her clit. Well, here's here's how he brought it. Here's the how he brought it up. He said, "Oh, what a fucking he told bro, me he's like dude." He goes, "I'm like," and I was actually saying like, "Yo, dude," like I was just showing like I was actually showing like genuine affection, like like just at like like gratitude. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm such a good friend. I didn't fuck your like what's her name last night." And I just like. Wait, what? It was like that. He goes, well, I feel like if I tell you, I won't do it. Um, Whoa. Or he will say something like that because he did or he can and will and is Well, gonna. at this point, I told him you should. And it's like he right. still, like he would, if you. Yeah, what's her number? I mean, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> You're very supportive over there. I feel like we're friends. Why? Are you in a polyamorous relationship? Because I. No, I, <laughs> I am not in a polyamorous relationship. Do you want to be? Uh, sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> fuck no. It's really healthy. No, no, no disrespect so anyway. <laughs> to all nineteen people in two relate two polyamorous relationships that listen to this podcast. Dude, I, I hope that everybody. It's like all nineteen people who listen to this are all polyamorous. Nineteen people four years ago. I know at least <laughs> two. That's it. How how are they doing? Oh, they broke up. <laughs> you know that's the funny thing about the polyamory is it always ends in yeah that's the weird it thing it runs is, its course because it's, it still runs a, its, course. it's still a relationship but here's the thing um it's a relationship that you are allowed to practice openness in which is cool. so that's actually just a healthy relationship between people like two people um wow. i think that polyamory is like a a misstep and there's this weird backlash defensiveness, like Lompoc people, um, the polyamory people, polyamorous people get where they like start attacking like monogamous relationships and people in monog monogamous relationships are just like sitting over here like, who the fuck was talking to you? <laughs> and they do it so like count, they do like a, a counterterrorism yeah. to monogamy, yeah. but it's like no one. 
was fucking saying anything. You're the one who doesn't have faith in your own dynamic that you have going on. I remember this one, this one girl recently said to me, she goes, uh, uh, she said polyamory is a, tr- is a trauma response. <laughs> but she's also one of those, she's also one of those people that, what, that says everything. She actually did say that. She goes, everything's a trauma response. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking funny. It might be. I mean, who knows? I mean, but okay. I wouldn't say that's that's some fucking I that's some pandering like backpedaling like excuse making bullshit. Everything's a trauma. If ever, here, here, but here's the thing about like, like maybe but, that's true to a certain extent that everything is like do is is a result from your. I, I maybe this is a me problem. Like it's I feel I feel it's gross saying my the trauma you endured as a endured as a child, but. If everything's a trauma response, that means you're always coming from this place of reaction. Like you're always reacting. And there are plenty of people I know who endured a lot of heavy, heavy stuff mm. as in their childhood and late teens, early adulthood. And most things they did weren't really a reactive sort of thing. Yeah. Even if it's I guess, but I guess if everything's a trauma response, even being being correctional to your behavior and altering yourself is reacting to trauma by dealing with it. Yeah, I think labeling everything that is uh, more of like a, a lack of communication or the inability to talk something through. The inability to not take responsibility for your own actions, but instead place some sort of blame on something trivial in your past. And as much as I would love to go down like a highlight reel of all the like lame shit I had to go through, uh, I really think personal responsibility for my actions and the consequences for those fucking actions are so much more interesting and accurate and have helped me uh, go way farther than worrying about all that old bullshit. Right, but so at, at a certain point, I had it for the for a minute there. I just totally lost I it. I kind of blabbed, I'm sorry. No, 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 you did a great job. Thank you. You did a great job um, um, with the... Uh, Trauma response. If you're reacting to trauma. But if you're trying to fix it, then that's still a reactionary response. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you said that, that kind of like showed me like the, oh, like correctional behavior. If if what I'm doing there's is a, always something a, a trauma fixing. response, then uh, th- it, that's what makes it kind of like cyclical and like a lack of conversation. It just You're just circling that. So it, it, it kind of, I mean, I'm not saying necessarily saying it's not wrong because most things, if they are a trauma response, because it's basically just another way of saying life is pain. But in a lot of ways, it's like you're just, it's just another way of how you cope with pain, the pain and, of your existence. And there's some things that we interface with, the three of us individually, that might be traumatic to you, not to you, yeah. but to me, and vice versa. Whereas like, oh, I could put up with that stuff and I wouldn't worry about it is that now trauma because i was unfazed by it Mm. so it's very trivial and it's a huge excuse but it might be like oh this is what i remember was what it was going to be people like to get like nowadays i we're like the millennials and the gen z's were very much the thing i will give us credit for is that we we are the kind of the the generation that sits and tries to like let's sort out this shit and like air it out and see why we're doing what we're doing versus both generations prior baby boomers were neglectful and negligent as parents but their whole thing was like they're gonna go out and get it 
Gen Gen X was like the whole like I don't even know I'm here, <laughs> and then millennials is like get, and Gen Z is like give us our cake and let us eat it too. Yeah, I I I like that. We're very much the, that kind of generation. We're we're taking like a deeper look at the fine print of life. I think right. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean we have the qualities that the previous generations have, but maybe we're, I think we're the first them. generation as a collective that is actually like looking at it. Yeah, it's weird. It kind of makes it feel like there's some finality to uh, life in general. In what way? Like, like uh, maybe like human civilization. To me, I feel like we're. Oh yeah, we're, we're definitely feel, heading there. I feel like we're like <laughs> the last people to turn the lights off before we shut up shop. We sh- uh, close, close down, down shop. shop. I know? agree with that. And that, I feel like my that's main why thing is. So I think the one downside of that is, I think, like the. It's more of like a angsty thing to do anyway. It's a younger, like late teens. It's like teens and early twenties, early mid twenties thing to do. It's like getting caught up in the why, like why something happened or why you do the things you do or whose fault is it, and looking for somewhere for this is the reason why this happens, like always. But most people who are at peace with it are kind of like of the mentality of like that happened. And that's it. Uh, and that, I, and it starts and end because like it can't, defi- not, you can't continue to let it define you. Do you feel like that's where you're arriving this late in your twenties to where you're like, well, that just fucking happened. I just got to yeah, put up with because, that. Well, because my realization, once I stop blaming people and I'm like, and I feel like I'm a little late to the, I'm like, I call myself like a late bloomer for it, but there's no, it's not a race anyway, but, um, got to this point where I remember think realizing recently, actually this is what another epiphany uh, aha moment I had while I was sober for December mm-hmm. was looking back on the last five, six years around the time I wanted to do the dead magic thing and realizing how much of my choices I'd made during that time, whether it was what I was going to do for work, what I was going to, where I was going to live, what I was going to do in terms of long-term goals, how many of those things I didn't actually think through and how much of it I just like, well, I just got to do this. And I chugged through it all. Yeah, and I just, and I just grinded and I stuck my head down and I just like, like, t- like, like, just like dug through the whole thing, you know, burrowed through the whole thing. But I realized like I made that way harder than it needed to be by doing that. Like most, most of my past, like heart, the hardships I endured over the last six years, I chose self inflicted. We're all self inflicted. And a lot of them are really like there are a lot of like there are a few traumatic ones here and there, but most of that was me just kind of reacting. Everything was always in a reactionary state. Do do you like who you are currently through those? uh, Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I always liked myself to a certain degree. It's just it's always been paired with like this, uh, just this. I wouldn't even I'm not gonna call it debilitating, but just this this this. In some way, I wouldn't, or not even crippling, but in some ways, just self-defeating, uh, low self-esteem. Just like, like, like crushing low self-esteem to where I'm gonna do thing. Like the way I cope with low self-esteem is the kind of self-sabotage. Instead, so are you comfortable enough with having low self-esteem that you don't try to improve self-esteem? Or do up until recently, yeah, that was kind of like the thing. Well, it's like, well, I guess I'm this. So I'm why just... recently was this the sobriety in December? The sobriety was connected to it, yeah. Of like, uh, be, or it, I, I kind of started. I, I wanted to improve it this last year in 2022. Was when I made the decision of, I need to fix something. There's something here that needs to be looked at. I need to fix my approach, 
And it got to a certain point where I, cause I spent the first two months of January and February, 2022 sober. Not that alcohol has been a thing, but it had become more prevalent in my life since, and it does since COVID me. since COVID. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's the case with a lot of people, a lot same, more same people here. started drinking, but, um, I took the first two months over. It was really boring. That was the worst part. <laughs> it was very boring. Um, and I realized, like, okay, drinking's not the problem. It's it's something else. And then I decided to spend the rest, like, the most, the majority of 2022, I spent leaning into my self-indulgent side in a way I hadn't exercised before. As in, I did it unapologetically. And it was a lot of fun for the first three quarters of the way. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was like, wow. And it got I got good, positive results. Like, okay. I got... Fun. Yeah, excitement. it was fun. Excitement. Good times. Ver- yes, good times, uh, verbal affirmation, nice. uh, things like that. And then it got, I reached a point where w- Dead Magic won second place for the New Times Music Awards here in Slow, this, like, little oh, contest wow. thing where you That's submit cool. a song. We won second place. And I didn't even expect us to place. But the cool thing about it was the g- people who won first weren't able to play this the award show which is what the prizes essentially is you get like a, a like a like a trophy and then you get to play the show but they couldn't play it so they let so us the second place the people we got to play we got to play the show and it was like this cool like all like coming to a head moment of it's like we finally like get to be on a real stage with real lights and and we killed it and I was very drunk for the whole thing even though I apparently still did a really good job. Because of nerves, I like decided I needed to drink, drink, yeah. and then realize how drunk I was. Oof. And then I get home with uh, probably drank and drove, um, which is terrible. And um, I smoked. A, I felt like celebrating. I smoked a joint with like some of my housemates. Like, oh, it's I'm on top of the world. I'll smoke a joint. I hadn't been high in like a year. And you know how your tol- the tolerance thing works. Obliterated. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm aware of my own existence, and I'm standing in a semicircle with like four people. I realize like I barely know these people, and then it hits me like I've been living in this this like communal living housing with people. I have no idea of how they actually think of me, and then I started thinking about myself and the decisions I had been making, all these self indulgent decisions I had been making this whole last eight months, and it all just like weighed. Down. It all just hit me all at once, and then I realized what this big night I just had, what that really was. It's punctuation. What do you mean? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm okay, sorry. so this big night I just had was this whole kind of like me trying to be this, 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 uh, the Michael Anthony jumping around, if you will, because he's a mythological figure. I realized like the thing that I'm seeing him as, as a 14 year old, I'm chasing this fantasy that I've had since I was 14 and I've now like moving into becoming that thing, but that thing isn't actually a real person. And that thing doesn't actually define who I am as a human being. What defines me as a human being are all these self-indulgent decisions I've made in the last eight months that actually really hurt me and hurt other people. And I went to bed hating myself on this, what it should have been like a big good night where I go to bed feeling like accomplished. I went to bed hating myself, realizing like, I don't actually believe in this thing I'm chasing as much. The music thing, I'm still like going after it. Like I, I love it to death. It's the most important thing, sure. But that I, I finally had this moment of realizing like it doesn't. The work I put into anything is is important. Not even just the music thing. Like the work I put into my normal shitty day job, which I actually like both my shitty day jobs, or the work I put in just to like living with people 
or any intent I put into life is like what is most crucial. Have you ever heard how you do anything is how you do everything? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's true. But I hadn't taken that approach to really like being like I had this thing that I I, I became aware of it with living with 19 other eight, 19 other people. I had this thing called um, that I di- self-diagnosed as uh, I have uh, post compassion or post empathy. Like I don't realize I actually care about the, th- the way I make people feel after I've already done it and then sat and thought about it. And then all of a sudden I feel like the that's oh. just a conscience, dude. It's OK to have. And it, yeah, it's important. And and I would hate if I walked away from a podcast and didn't have some of that because no matter how if I interject if I make a joke or if I don't listen well enough I'll have some of that it just means that you care and it's a good sign right in my opinion in my like but self-awareness oh it's true but like self-awareness I remember Bo Burnham saying this in his latest special he's like self-awareness doesn't actually improve anything I, i'm paraphrasing <laughs> he's like he's like he's like doesn't self-awareness like make you a better person but he's like he doesn't actually improve anything yeah, it just means completely self-aware of being it, a piece of shit yeah you're just self-aware it doesn't actually do anything and it was like cool because i remember it, i know in a lot of ways it was a callback to like his second special what where most of that whole skit was based off of his own self-awareness of breaking down what an entertainer is yeah. And I remember when it was like that came out in 2013. I remember I saw it live before the special had come out. I saw it live on the tour and my mind was blown. I remember thinking like this guy's amazing. Yeah. But then here he is like fast forward 10 years later and it's like it didn't actually help anything. You're just deconstructing the shit out of everything and where that leaves you is where he's at in that latest special which is in he's alone yeah. in his house in this with just himself room. and he's still making his fucking jokes and he's still making his music but he's miserable so good but he's though. so miserable for it it's an award winner for sure god damn it dante go away <laughs> okay Hi. hey we decided we're going to use a we probably should ask permission to use 26 as a Oh, you, as, as long as I get the royalties. <laughs> for this I episode, we want to use 26 as the segue music. Oh, like, yeah, but I really, How the fuck does he know the segue? <laughs> what the hell is that? Because that's his, it's his song. It's like he knows? Ver- but you're just sitting there listening the whole time. Yeah. You're like, they're going to talk about me. I'm going to walk in. Because we made this joke before. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's nice. been, we've, we've, we've like, kind of like self I guess I should have assumed that. We kind of self-impose memes of our own music onto each other. Dante has the voice of someone with a huge cock. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, if if I could like pick a voice and I was like creating an avatar, I'd pick like that one. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> it does that kind of sound like mythological like protagonist voice? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, what's the Lancelot. Princess Mononoke guy? Sure. Kind of kind of that kind of voice. I don't know. I want to see through eyes unclouded by hate. Kind of thing. That was horrible. <laughs> well, you're more like, yeah, dude, yeah, sweet, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you have that. What do the fucking TikTokers call that golden retriever energy? Oh, about yeah. you. oh I don't yeah. know about that. We, I, we've got hey, some golden retrievers in here. Yeah, <laughs> I've had, we've had some. My bass player is kind of like a golden retriever, but that probably would hurt his feelings if you heard me say that. Oh, is he blonde? Who cares about his feelings? He's fine. He's the master race, it sounds like. He'll be okay. The blue eyes. Should we take a break? Are you getting what you need out of this podcast? Because I I really don't think we should use all of it. You know what? It's really not up to you, bud. Oh, that's good. I appreciate it, though. By the way, I'm here to kick you out. Oh, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Might be the time. Let's wrap it up. Damn. Okay, cool. 
You didn't have me sign anything though. You know what? Um, if you want a release to sign, I do have them. I just didn't bring them with me. Uh, Damn. Okay. Hey, well, that's good. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about those on air, but yeah, I do have uh, like uh, guest release forms that I would have most the majority of people sign. Oh. But um, just liability for like anything they might say that they regret or anything, any powers I have over uh, it falling back on me and me being able to remove, edit, and post and articulate whatever they say or i say what if i just ask really nice yeah that'd be fine too yeah well like like i have i have i have a couple friends one she she got a really you know good job with like working with the public and she said hey um i think i said some things that were um from a less mature version of myself and i don't really want those out there Uh if i'm working like this i'm like all right you know what i mean and then i had another uh friend who ran for city council uh somewhere in the south and he was like hey you know <laughs> and i was like dude say no more thank you for asking like he's like i'm so sorry to ask and i'm like don't even worry about it i would rather my friend go do great things than me have a fucking podcast well i think they the forget you know that they're I mean? in a podcast talking to you is probably a part of it yeah, yeah. what's your favorite at uh, least favorite tarantino film least favorite tarantino film God, that's um. Was that a segue or was that? No, <laughs> it's a circle. It was circling. Back. It was when it was when we got at one point. This podcast, surprisingly, you what? You'd probably be surprised, but this podcast got off the rails at one point. You know what? It, I believe that. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it might be hateful eight. Hateful eight. Might be least favorite because I've watched that one the most in recent years, but I don't think I like that. It's the one least better. rewarding. It's the least rewarding, but I still like it the same. We were ready to wrap this fucking show up. I guess so. Seven more minutes. Okay, that's fine with me. Really? Yeah. What's the ETA for? Laundry. Yeah, my, my roommate goes laundry in there. Oh, just do the laundry. <laughs> He's particular. I understand. Sorry. What a sweetheart. <laughs> so, that's fine. It's, it's his house. It's his space. It's it is, fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we gotta share. That's part of the walk story. in here and be like, hey guys. Hey, you guys are in here. Why don't you contribute? No. Is there anything that, that you would like to like, convey yeah. now that you have a platform or, or a chance to say something that might? be heard by someone other than just me uh music fans other than music fans yeah, well, just like well i feel like i did the know? whole thing with like the whole like my death of an ego thing got too high went to bed hating myself realized like oh, i should probably... i was curious what the catalyst was for that because i really am interested in self-improvement and anytime someone takes a good hard look at themselves which is essentially what i've been trying to do for the last you know well the night you get them one of the most biggest like verbal and visual affirmations to your efforts and this is like keep in mind keep in mind this is like an award show we won second place sure but we got the play for everybody we didn't win it we didn't win best performance or anything but we still did a damn good job Mm -hmm. and we i didn't even expect to get to that to even play second i just wanted to at least them to know that dead magic was a thing and it was happening and we actually got to play at the award show and this is like, talk, keep in mind, Dead Magic was a like little brainchild I had in December of 2015. 2019, I meet John. We decide we're going to make an EP. Mm. This September 2020, we start recording. July of 2022 is when the EP came out. Yeah. All right. That took almost two fucking years to like just to track and release. Good things take time. Right. 2022 november 2022 so it's been like okay so december was when i first had the idea was december of 2015 it's november of 2022 so that's a seven pretty much seven years later i i'm i'm getting here's a here's a here's a here's a paper saying good job here's an affirmation i go to bed hating myself because i don't like the person i've been that entire year i've spent that year being 
so the lesson was like, well, I'll take some time being sober. Like I'll just take a month off sober and just kind of like self-reflect and realize like, what is that? Cause this isn't anybody else's fault, but mine of why I don't like myself very much right now. Like I like who I am at my root. I know I'm a good person inside, but like, what is it that is not working? Yeah, there's something missing. There wasn't the satisfaction from that, that you might've thought you would deserve at that point when you get no. that. And, and it could just be like maybe guilt, like you said, for being so self-indulgent and not, you know, working on yourself and you go, dang, did I fucking like steal this from these people. Cause like, right. I got it and we're quality people. We have good music and we did this thing, but it wasn't the best version of myself on stage, even though it was a good performance. Maybe that's why, because well, I'm not. The, the parallel was great. The that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing, Mr. Ego it Death. Wasn't, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like I feel like we hadn't done a good job. It was like I I, I respected the work I had put in. Mm. It was, but it, what it was, it was like it was all the reasons that I was doing the work. Because that's why I wasn't. That's what we're. That's where you get return from. Like you, you think you know what it is when you're chasing that that dream. Like you think you know what it. You think you know what you want. And even when you get what you want, it's never actually what you think it is. And a lot of old dudes have told me this before. You know, don't know what it is. And even and when you finally get it, you realize it's not actually what you thought it was. And in that case, I was happy to get it, but it didn't make it didn't make me feel like a better person at all. It didn't do anything. I might it really might just be the journey that's the satisfying part and yeah. now that the journey of that was over you saw the first return of it you climbed the first wall of what that ascension was you kind of plummet and what that is is not necessarily a negative thing even though it might feel bad yeah i think it's just uh landing back on a foundation and you just get to ascend again right yeah i, I used to and have the, this with my friend this conversation with my friend all the time we're white trash poor broke fucking ugly people and You're we're just ugly. like the <laughs> you've grown into a handsome man thank you uh well i'm still fucking broke okay <laughs> 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 you only fix um, one thing at a time right? yeah <laughs> so uh it was just like well, you know rock bottom good foundation to have it just means like when you hit the the bottom of the way you feel or the bottom of uh satisfaction it's because it's time to build it back up to ascend and i yeah. think it maybe maybe take that perspective and you know mix it with what you have and i think it won't hurt so bad do you want to know what where how besides the sobriety thing yeah what really was Catalyst, the, the thing please. that got that got me out of it Talk was just getting back to work <laughs> just getting back to work what is the next thing and then what's the next thing i work on yeah because it's that's so like what it comes back to is like it's like I remember like my, my one friend who's a great songwriter, one of my biggest influences. He's What's his name? he's his name's Vincent Bernardi. You can check out his music anywhere. Uh he said um every time he would like put out a song or get an award or or get like attention, he was always left with the feeling of like, now what? Hmm. And I remember I always say to him when I was to come younger, down. It's like, now what? I'm like, you did the thing. But then I did the thing and I was like this feeling of like, why don't I feel any better? <laughs> like, yeah. why don't I feel like why I thought I would like be somehow triumphant feeling. Maybe. Triumphant, you know, glowing, glowing for a while. Yeah. Cause no one, <laughs> cause no one, th that was the thing is like, I saw smashing pumpkins earlier this year, like in May. 
Yeah. And I'm in the show, and at some point, a guy handed me a joint, and I hadn't been high. It was like one of those situations where I hadn't been high in a while, and I was having a good time. And I'm watching them play, and they were doing a great, it was a great show, one of my favorite bands of all time. But then at one point, I realized, like, this is kind of a circus act for them at this point. <laughs> Like they've played these songs so many times, and it's kind of. And then I look at all the people, and I'm and at the audience, and I go, "This is kind of a nostalgic act for them at this point." Whoa! And I realize, man, you get some good ass weed <laughs> every time. Band, and I'm like, both the band and the audience, in some way, right now, are both simultaneously just going through the motions. And then I went, "No one here actually fucking cares about this," in a weird way. I mean. You're right, but you're also wrong because they played that new song off the new album, and when he was like grooving in his fucking big dress, I was like, "You actually He's saw that?" Stoked! In yeah, this. I was yeah, at that was show. Like, I was I like, actually "Fuck like the yeah. New song. yeah, yeah, good yeah. shit." He was having a good time. All right, he was having all right, a good time. All right, all right. was all that right. it? We're we're good. Yeah. Okay. I'll do this again anytime. I've had a great conversation. We can actually just talk, you know, anytime you, if you're feeling lonely. Thank you, Dante. Oh, yeah, no Thank you, John. Of course. Uh, it's been. Another episode of the Bad Etiquette Podcast, first of the year. Dead Magic Official on Instagram. Stream Dead Magic. You can find Noah Colton inherently through that, tagging all the things. February 4th, 9 to 11, in the Barrel House, San Luis Obispo. He's single. <laughs> he looks single. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, if you don't look at it. John's telling me to wrap it up. I, I didn't start the record button. Go fucking go over there and turn it off. I, I can't.